Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji, Beltrami Electric Cooperative, and Higgins Heating, Air Conditioning, and Refrigeration. Today, we check in with the Superintendent of Schools in School District 31. Jeremy Olson joins us on Chat About. Jeremy, welcome back and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Well, as we go into 2024, let's take a look back. Let's go take a look back to when you got to Bemidji. It's been, what, this is your second year as the superintendent yes. of schools? So tell me a little bit about um, some of the things that opened your eyes. What, what, what surprised you, good and bad, about the Bemidji district when, after you got here? Well, I think that what surprised me um, the most was just how easy it was to acclimate um, to Bemidji. So I... When I came, whenever you're coming from one district and moving into another district, you always wonder, what's the difference culturally? Uh, what does that look like? And I was quite apprehensive, if I'm being completely honest, uh, with just coming into a new community, trying to understand the culture of the community, trying to understand the culture of our school district, trying to learn people's names. And this is a very large district compared mm-hmm. to what I'm used to. And so there was some, there's a learning curve there. And uh, I, I was nervous about you know, how I'd be received by the Bemidji community. Also, um, you know, how I would navigate um, our district and, and so forth. And I've been just so pleasantly surprised by our staff and the not only the quality of our staff, but also the friendliness of our staff. They, uh, our staff has been pretty warm, pretty open, uh, has always really made me feel at home here, which, uh, you know, coming in as the new guy, you're always concerned about, is this going to be a good fit? And so I just I guess I've been pleasantly surprised with our staff and how they've um, really embraced our, our students and our community. Uh, you know, there's always the concern about communication, you know, and, and we're trying to, as a district, work on our communication and improving our communication because that was an area that we looked, I know the school board really wanted to see some steps forward on was the level of communication with our community and making sure that we have plenty of opportunities not only to listen to our community, but then also to educate our community about what's happening, what's going on in the schools, and what our next steps are going to be. So kind of forecasting what that looks like because the school board, um, during my hiring process, I could tell that there was really an emphasis on Let's really make sure that communication becomes a, a major priority. You know, obviously Bemidji was doing a great job with communication before that, but wanting to take a step forward in community communication, especially as we had the pandemic that really, in some ways, unraveled um, some of those normal uh, communications, those those normal traditions that were going on, and and so trying to look and, and rethink where, where are we going in communication. Uh, that's where the strategic plan came from that we needed to really uh, rechart our course and make sure that we're looking forward in the next you know five years where we're going so we have that clear vision and that we are communicating that clear vision to our community. Okay. Well, um, one of the things that uh, you've had to deal with since you got here is budgetary issues. Um, that's been kind of the biggie. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, th- thank you for making that understatement. There. <laughs> no, uh, we, we have we've absolutely uh, honed in on finances. That was a, another um, thing that you know. This, when I was hired, the school board and I had lots of conversations around that because we want to be make sure we're we're fiscally responsible. That we want to make sure that we're using every single dollar to the best advantage for students. And also we want to make sure that we are uh, utilizing the state aid formula uh, and making sure that we are looking at and developing a strategy that's going to get us the most amount of dollars. You know, the typical strategy is how do we uh, really design a system in which 
we we aren't putting the burden on local taxpayers, but we're really trying to find ways to get as much and capitalize on a state aid that comes from uh, from the capital there. And so when we look at this, um, and as we design our strategy, that's what we focused on. So you saw a lot of focus on compensatory educa- um, aid dollars. And when we talk about compensatory aid dollars, I really focused in on that because that is 100% state aid that has no impact on our local levy. So I'm sure people got tired of me saying, hey, fill out those free and reduced lunch forms. Uh, those, uh, they're actually called education benefit forms. You know, we want people to fill those out because when we get these filled out, that actually helps us on the state aid category, which has no impact on local taxes. So we tried to design a strategy in which we were capitalizing on the state aid so we didn't have to rely so heavily on the local uh, levy. Okay. Well, um, one of the things that that is going to be an issue is the end of the referendum, uh, which will end at the end of 2025, correct? That's correct. So you've got some public meetings coming up to talk about that. Yeah. So as we, you know, kind of a bridge to your your question on finances and and, and how coming into this district, looking at the large deficit that we have, and I'm, I'm really proud of of the work that our team has done to close that. You know, we're we're getting a lot closer structurally um, to having a balanced budget. Um, right now, we're in this last in June, we are about a, a 1.6 million dollars away. Um, I'm hoping that as we advance throughout the year that we're going to get a little closer to that. And then as we start forecasting for the next budget year, I'm hoping that we can get even uh, advance that cause even more. Because obviously, just like everyone else out there, we have to make sure that our budget is balanced and that we're being uh, responsible with the finances there. So as we look at uh, the next step, you know, we have an operating referendum right now that's in place. And that operating referendum provides a little bit under $1 million in revenue to the district. That operating referendum will come due or will be uh, ending in 2025. And so one of the things that we really need to look at here is how to continue that. And the legislature has given uh, school boards the authority, if they so choose, to extend for the same duration. So that'd be for an additional 10 years at the same amount. So they can increase the amount at the same amount uh, for the, for an additional 10 years. And so what the board is wanting to do is is work with our community and, and talk to them about the, you know, the, the one, the need for the operating referendum and the need to continue that because if we lose a million dollars in revenue, that's going to further uh, cause our structural deficit to get larger. And we don't want to see that happen. Um, secondly, when we have to run a referendum um, w- to go to the vote of the people, that costs between twenty dollars and $50,000. And I just don't know if that's a great expenditure of dollars, but we're trying to talk to the people right now and say, is this something that would be um, supported by our community to renew under board authority for an additional 10 years for the same amount? So it would keep taxation level. It would not increase taxation. And one of the reasons that we've had to focus so much on operating referendums over time is because of inflation from 2003 to now, the school district has lost about $925 per student in buying power because inflation, because our state aid increases have not kept up with inflation. Mm. And I know that's something we are all facing, right? Yeah. Um, but since 2003, the buying power of the school has actually dropped. And so that's where we've had to rely more and more heavily on local referendums as a state. Uh, so what we're doing is we're saying, hey, we don't want to increase the referendum. What we're saying is let's let's just keep it level for the next 10 years, which would not, again, have an impact on taxation. It would keep taxation level. 
uh, and that would give us that million dollar um, revenue, continue that million dollar revenue for an additional 10 years, which would allow us to come to stabilization as a district financially. So we have we do have a couple meetings in which we we just are asking for people to come out and hear what we have to say. And, you know, there's a quick presentation. We're going to then give people an opportunity to speak into this process because we want to do everything in tandem with our community. We want to be listening to our community. We want to be understanding our community. And so to do that, we provided um, a total of three public meetings, but um, there's two left, and that would be the next one would be January 16th at Horsemail Elementary School at 6.30 in the gym. And then we also have an opportunity on January 18th at Bemidji High School, and that would be at 5.30 in the Lumberjack Room. And so we want to give people an opportunity to come and, and speak into this process, hear what we have to say, um, and we can answer questions, and we also then want to listen to, to our taxpayers, to our to our local community members about, you know, what do they think about this? Is this is this a smart decision for the district to be making? Is this the right decision for the district to be making? And uh, we want to listen and do some intentional listening with our community. Okay. Um, and, and again, you have the authority to go ahead. You, you don't even have to have these public meetings if you don't want to. There, under state statute, we have to have one. Oh, yeah, okay. But uh, we, the, the board felt very strongly that we want to go over and above that. We don't want to just do the minimum um, under statute. We want to have a series of meetings. We also wanted to broadcast this, which is one of the reasons we're talking today, right? <laughs> yeah. We want to make sure people are informed. Uh, we are trying to be very intentional about, you know, we're not hiding anything. We're saying, hey, here's here's a situation that we're going through. We think this might be prudent because, you know, it's, it costs about twenty to fifty thousand dollars just to run a referendum campaign. Um, we also think that it's because it's not increasing taxation and keeping things level that this would be a prudent measure. But ultimately, this decision is going to be made with input from our community members, and that's what we're seeking right now is input from our community because our board feels very strongly that we need to listen to our community. We need to evaluate the things that they're saying um, as we weigh these type of decisions. And ultimately, there has been no commitment to doing this other than to going through the process and making sure that we're doing intentional listening to our community. Well, what else is going on in the district these days as we kick off uh, 2024? Well, yeah, you know, there's there's always a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First of all, we're we're always excited to. I mean, one of the thing, one of my favorite things to do is to to be in the gym in the high school and to watch students compete. Um, you know, or go over to the arena. Um, you know. Personally, I, I am addicted to concession stands. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's an ulterior motive there too. But, uh, no, I, I just really enjoy to uh, watching our students compete, seeing the community come together. What I was reminiscing a little bit about, if you remember a couple of years ago, all the restrictions we had on number of people that were in, uh, you know, in the gym and mm-hmm. so forth. And I think we just have to continue to be thankful for the ability to get together and um, see everyone. And yeah. I, I really want, as I've been watching this last couple of years, um, just the crowds that we've had pretty decent crowds in our gyms and watching the interactions of our community is, is always a great, great thing to see. So we've got that going on. Of course, there's tons of uh, sporting events. I also want to highlight too, uh, for our seniors um, in our, in our district, if you're 65 or older, um, we also are offering uh, free passes Oh. Uh, at the district office. So if anyone wants to come into the district office, if you're uh, at least 65 years old, uh, come to the district office and we will get you a, a pass, a season pass there to um, come to our extracurricular events because we want to see our 
um, everyone, our entire community coming around our kids and supporting our students. Okay. So that's an opportunity that people have. Right. Um, and you're doing some teacher evaluation type stuff right now? Yeah. So we're, we're going through right now our, or I should say we've entered into some conversations with our union about the teacher evaluation plan, right? So how do we better support our teachers? Um, and we're going to evaluate the current plan we have and go through and say, okay, what are the things that are working really well uh, from a teacher standpoint, from an administrative standpoint, what are the things that are going really well and what are the things that we need to improve on? How do we better support our teachers and get teachers the support that they need and make sure that they have um, access to best practices, professional development, and so forth? So at, what we're doing with our union right now is having initial conversations around what is our current plan working for us and then what are the things that we could do to improve? We want to be in that state of continuous improvement, looking at, you know, here's some great things that are are happening, but here's some things that maybe need to to either uh, be improved upon. Like, for instance, uh, this year we uh, worked in uh, collaboration with our union and also created a better mentorship program for our teachers because we know that there's not a lot of teachers out there, right? Yeah. So we need to really focus on the teachers we have and make sure that they are the they have the skills, the disposition, the the mentoring that is needed so that they can go from being a, a teacher, you know, that maybe is an average teacher to the best teacher they can possibly be. Because that's what we're looking for is that idea of improvement, looking to make sure that all of our teachers are, are moving forward and progressing in their profession. And so we have, you know, our, our teachers union was just great to work with in developing this mentorship program, which I think has really been helpful to our, our newer teachers, uh, to support new teachers so that they can be supporting our kids. Now we're moving into our teacher evaluation program and saying, okay, is there ways to improve this? Um, and uh, currently we're working on our our PLCs and some of those type of things as well. So we're doing a lot of work with our union in, in tandem to uh, try to create a, a better environment for our teachers and ultimately a better environment for our students. Okay. Um Speaking of teachers, uh, we know that the contract uh, negotiations continue. They, they are continuing. And, uh, you know, like everything that we, I've just described here, we're trying to work in, in partnership with our union to uh, come to terms on what, what would be a, a sustainable and uh, equitable uh, negotiation package total. And so we're kind of working through that process. And like anything, it takes a lot of time. And, and so we have... Yeah. Uh, we have had a session in December, and then we're going to have another session here later at the end of January just to continue to work through that process. Okay. Um, it, it takes some time. It takes some time. Yep. And, you know, the other, the other thing is, again, you're not working with unlimited dollars. You can't just say, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> as, as much, you know, that's, that's one of the frustrations, you know, I would say is that there's, there's always limitations, right? I, I look at our teachers and I say, my goodness, these people deserve mm-hmm. great wages. They, they deserve a, a great benefit package. And unfortunately, we're oftentimes limited by affordability. What can we afford? And so as we work through this process, we're trying to, to, to strike that, that balance between you know, making sure that we have are treating everyone right, and that we're we're making uh, we have a competitive salary schedule, and making sure that we have competitive benefits to attract people into our district, while at the same time maintaining affordability, so that we can afford whatever we agree to eventually. So, okay. um, those are some things that we're we're working through, and and that's like I said, it's a, a, a long process, and we're gonna, we're going to get there. And um, I have great faith in in both sides coming together and negotiating uh, in good faith. 
Yeah, and you know the uh, on the teacher side, I you know my I'm a child of education. My dad was a principal and a teacher, uh, and, and so I know these uh, some of these things. But you know they they have to go back to school oftentimes, and they've got to. You know, it's not that you just get the job and then you, you sit there for the next 30 years. There's a lot of things you have to do and then they have to be dedicated to. And people who are in education are incredibly dedicated people. Yeah, I, I would echo every single, um, you know, statement you just made. What people often don't see is they don't see the behind the scenes, all the preparation work that goes into preparing lessons. You know, people always think, well, you know, my, my student starts at this time and ends at this time. There's a lot more work that's going on outside of that mm-hmm. um, as teachers get get things ready. And also there's a continual state of improvement, right? So when you're teaching, you're also being reflective and looking back and saying, okay, this went really well. I, I've had these situations as when I was teaching, and I'd create this lesson. I thought, this is the perfect lesson. I'd teach it and I'd do the assessment and realize, nope, it wasn't. <laughs> and then there'd be other days when, you know, you would you would do something and you realize, hey, this really worked. I need to incorporate this in my in my teaching. And so it's, it's a continual learning process. And one of the things I think is detrimental um, is I, I wish that as educators would use the word practice. And so when you talk to, you know, attorneys or you talk to, you know, the medical profession, they, they're in a practice, right? They're constantly practicing, honing their profession, getting better. That's exactly what educators are doing too. We are, we are certainly utilizing practice, right? So education isn't something you've arrived at. It's a practice throughout the entire lifetime as you get better and better and better and, and try to understand how to, how to become more effective as a teacher. And that's what our teachers are continually doing. And I think that sometimes those efforts go a little bit unnoticed sometimes. If you're not in the profession, you don't realize how much work goes into that practice of teaching. Right. One of the uh, exciting things for Bemidji High School uh, athletes, anyway, is a big plan by uh, a group to try to get our fields and and athletic facilities improved. Um, one of the things in a tight budget situation to make clear, and Andrew made it very clear yesterday on Chat About, that is a private venture. There will not be one cent of district money that goes to that. That is for people who want to help. Correct. And it's what, and we just talked about financial limits, right? Yeah. So when, when this got brought to me, uh, you know, I, I had to be very clear about that and say we cannot afford to put district dollars into this. You know, if where we can align, so for instance, the track, you know, we have to resurface the track as a part of our normal maintenance. Of course, those dollars will be district dollars because that's something that we would be resurfacing as part of our um, maintenance plan. But we don't have extra dollars to put into that. So thank you for making that that very clear. I unfortunately felt a little bad when I had to tell them, yeah, yeah you, you know, we can we can move forward a plan like this, but there will not be any district dollars available for um, this because of our current fiscal situation. And so um, that's where things are at. But yeah, it, it is it is a uh, really a step forward in trying to improve the athletic facilities of our district. We're also trying to organize our athletic facilities around different sites so we have a more um, uh, an organized approach and a strategy um, moving forward so we aren't so spread out all over the place. Right. So a lot of work has gone into that. Again, a big thank you to our, our ADs for their, their great work. Um, I, I'm just so, again, go back to I'm so impressed with our staff. We have so, such good people around our district working very hard every day for our kids. And by the way, that that is not an unusual way these things get done anywhere in the educational world. It is uh, boosters and supporters and private donations that probably make most new stadiums, new fields happen, right? 
that's correct. And you know, we also uh, would be remiss if we wouldn't it didn't talk to about our partnership with with uh, BSU and just what a great partnership we have as well. And um, so I don't want to I don't want to uh, not uh, focus on that too because they're they're great partners. We really appreciate that. Um, we're also looking at and that's one of the things where strategically the two organizations, uh, Bemidji State and uh, Bemidji Public Schools, are looking at how do we better uh, work together because we have both educational interests, right? So mm-hmm. uh, there's a higher ed interest and there's also the K-12 interest. And so as we try to work together and find out synergies, you know, working with career academies on how, how do we work together, even with our in our teaching uh, career academies, looking at um, how do we support the teaching, uh, the teachers that are coming out of, of BSU and making sure that we have the experiences and the um, programs available so those teachers are ready to go so that we can hire them later on down the road. You know, so it's yeah. kind of that those synergies and how do we work together between BSU and Bemidji Area Schools so that we can be very efficient with the dollars that we have and that we can be very um, complementary of the programs that we have as well. So uh, very excited to continue to work with BSU on on those endeavors. Okay. Well, and, and actually, you, you know the guy at BSU. <laughs> yes, yes, we do know each other. <laughs> you you kind of both followed each other to Bemidji, right? That's correct, yeah. Wow. So uh, we, we came to Crookston around the same time, and we uh, came to Bemidji around the same time. So, yeah, uh, Dr. Hoffman is a great, great guy, and uh, I really appreciate his leadership of BSU and all the things that he's doing to advance um, higher ed education in this area. Um, and so I'm trying, you know, as we work together, we're trying to advance education and the value of education here in, in the Bemidji area. So when we uh, get together, maybe down the road at the end of uh, 2024, and we're recapping the year, what what do you want to have been accomplished in this next year? Boy, that's a loaded question. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a fair question. Good question. So uh, what I would hope to accomplish as we look into 2024 is student achievement. We're working really hard right now on uh, a process that we're going through at the elementary level to try to standardize and, and look at our educational processes. Um, we're also working on the READ Act. I don't know if you're aware of that, but um, Minnesota passed a legislation mm-hmm. this last spring to really focus on the science of reading. And so as we infuse those concepts, um, I'm hoping that we're going to see better educational outcomes. Uh, a lot of it centers around professional development, helping teachers understand um, the the newest and latest uh, you know, pedagogy, uh, helping our teachers to give them time to develop lessons. Those are all things that we're looking at. And so what I'm hoping that we're going to see is I'm hoping we're going to see a, a renewed focus on student achievement, uh, focus on the science of reading within our elementary schools, which, by the way, we're already doing a very nice job. As I walk around our schools, I'm very impressed with what is happening. But, it, you know, maybe taking a little bit more of a scalpel approach there, um, I'm also looking and hoping that we can continue to develop that district culture, that, you know, who we are as lumberjacks and that, that pride in being a part of, um, of, of Bemidji Area Schools. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I want to focus on that. I'm also hoping that there's uh, stronger community connections between our school and our community as we, as we try to communicate and listen to our community and then also uh, come together around the value of education. How do we, what, what part do we play as an education organization within the Bemidji area? How do we become uh, that the uh, destination school, per se? 
And so those are some of the things I'm hoping to see accomplished. Uh, obviously, financially, I'm hoping to have a balanced budget. <laughs> you know, that's that's what we're looking at. Uh, we, we're working very hard along those those lines. Um, we're we're trying to uh, connect better with with our legislature. We're trying to make sure we're advocating for things that are unique to Bemidji, such as transportation, which we mm-hmm. talked many times about. That yep. our transportation formula in Minnesota just doesn't work for for, for Bemidji because of our size and how spread out we are as a community, which is great because that means people have lots of, you know, we, a couple acres here and there, but that also makes uh, for some very challenging transportation environments in which our revenues and our expenditures don't match Yeah, because we have to transport so far. So uh, I'm hoping to see some wins on that, on that front legislatively as well. And so I, I think those would be the things I would say would be the, the most important to me. Um, but ultimately, what I'd really hope is that students of Bemidji schools would look back on that year and say, I had a successful year and I'm ready for my next steps in life. That's really what our ultimate hope is, is as students, uh, as our students get into their senior year, I'm hoping that they have the skills, the dispositions, that we prepared them well for that next step in, in life. And whether that is through our career academies, whether that is through, um, you know, the standard courses, uh, so the college level coursework that we offer, or just our really rich um, curriculum that we have. With you know, we have a huge uh, course selection. I mean, if you look at our course selection, I don't know if you can find another school in this part of the Minnesota that has the course selection we we do. Right. With those things, I'm hoping that our students are well prepared and positioned to go into the real world. Well, that. That should keep you busy this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> we've got a few things to do. I'm, I'm really excited about this next year, uh, excited about the people I work with. I'm excited about the community I work with. Um, I think this is going to be a good year for Bemidji and Bemidji Schools. All right, he is Jeremy Olson. He is the superintendent of schools in School District 31. Jeremy, always great to have you in. Thanks for taking the time. And again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Chatabout has been sponsored by Higgins Heating, Air Conditioning, and Refrigeration, Beltrami Electric Cooperative, and the Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji. Coming up tomorrow on Chatabout, we'll find out about a brand new event for the Bemidji Symphony Orchestra, a fundraiser called the Bloody Mary Battle. Katie Lutz, the executive director, will have the details tomorrow on Chatabout. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here.